Welcome to Jaguars Thursday. Former Jaguars Jeff Lagerman and Tony Baselli bring you expert insight and analysis of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Now to get things started, here's the host of Jaguars Thursday, J.P. Shadrick. Welcome in Jaguars Thursday. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman in Jacksonville. Tony Baselli is somewhere on a phone line. Plenty to get to tonight. Recap of the NFL annual meeting. Some rule changes. Shotgun, Tom Coughlin, Doug Marone all spoke in Orlando. The Jags made a trade for a quarterback this week. We'll break it down. Cost we'll around the cost national. them a lot. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, let me tell you. Six-pack. And we'll go around biscuit. the and a biscuit. <laughs> National Football League <laughs> as well. Uh, Tony, where are you? I'm on my way back from North Carolina. Went up to, my son had spring ball practice today, and mm. I was up there, and then uh, bringing him home for uh, Easter weekend. Raleigh, North Carolina, nice. Somewhere on I ninety five yeah, right now. Sure. Very, very nice. Yeah, so wait a minute, do they uh, do they they actually take a break for Easter? Uh, in spring football? Well, he has, uh, yeah, he has Friday off, Saturday, Sunday, and got so he'll, he'll leave Sunday night and be back back out at Monday. Hmm. Well, good. Not so, all that. Yeah. Nice. A little family time. Hey, who's who's uh, who's his head coach? Uh, a guy named Dave Dorn. Dave Dorn. Okay. He's done a great job there. They had some talent through there the last couple of years, especially on the defensive yeah. side. Like the, uh, defensive He's a good recruiter, does yeah, a good job. There they, they play well. So the uh, NFL annual meeting earlier this week in Orlando, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, a milepost uh, marker in the offseason, and it's usually a pretty big one. Uh, Jaguars ownership, uh, all the owners pretty much talk to the local media groups in wherever this is held every year. Uh, sometimes in Florida, sometimes in Arizona, this time in Orlando. Tom Coughlin spoke. That hasn't happened much really at all. And uh, Doug Marone has a coach's breakfast and some availability. So they kind of recap everything going on in the off season, and then look ahead, set the tone a little bit moving ahead here. JP, yes. can, we just cut to the, can we cut to the chase what? of the biggest story coming out of the owners' meeting? What? And that's the, the ridiculous rule change that we are going to put in place this year of the – no, no head-to-head contact anywhere on the football field. Oh, okay, you know what, Tony? Just because uh, it's a little—it's not quite as simple as that, Tony. Yeah. So it's, the, well, it's a rule that, in my opinion, will change how football is played, and it will make a game that is hard to officiate and clunky at times with long review uh, replays even worse. Yeah. See, I, I, I want to see what I want to see. Cause, you know, like every year when they have a new rule. They give you a video presentation saying, okay, this is what we would call a penalty. Because it's not all helmet to helmet. It's when a, a, whether an offensive player or a defensive player initiates contact with the helmet. So if a running back lowers his head head first into a defender's chest like Earl Campbell did, and one of NFL Films' greatest videos does you've ever it, seen. Does it have to be in the chest, though? It can be anywhere. It doesn't matter. Right. If you initiate contact with the head, then it's going to be penalized. If So we'll see and and how exactly, if, if that's what they're talking about. But, you know, here's the thing. If we're trying to, if the league is trying to eliminate a penalty, for example, Ryan Shazier, and, and I'm not bringing him up because of what happened, but for a couple years prior to his injury, he led with his helmet. And, I mean, in a very, very vicious fashion. He led with the top of his helmet. 
Huh? That's steering. That's been a penalty forever. He led with the top of his helmet. Yeah, but my, but it was never called. Well, that's my point. That's the penalty. Call the penalties that are actually in the game, which spearing is one. And now we're going to create penalties. So if I lead with my face match, which is by the way your way the way you're taught to tackle. Yeah, but I don't block, think I don't think that's what they're trying to eliminate, Tony. I, I think yes, you, you got a little bit of an overreaction. But we'll see. We'll by see the, what the video says. By the by, the law that they've uh, the rule of law they've written out so far, they said any contact led with the head. Not that the head's down. Any part of the helmet now is a penalty. And by the way, possible ejection. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so Tom Brady's sneaking up the middle on uh, third and one or whatever. Technically, that's a penalty. <laughs> kick him out of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine now, that? See, I would agree with that. You know, Jack Roy's Get him playing out Tom there. Brady. He runs sneak and he lowers his head. <laughs> initiates contact with, the hel- with his helmet. Yeah, see ya. Hit the showers, Tom. Yeah, throw him out. Yeah, so that's the I big, mean, uh, big rule. I want to I want to see what they what they're what they're trying to accomplish, Tony. Because you know, every year we we see that video presentation. Here's what we're trying to eliminate. Here is a good play. Here is a bad play. Here's what would be penalized. Here wouldn't be penalized. I want to see that first before I make a reaction. And, it's, and it sounds like they're going to invite uh, some coaches, some players uh, to New York in the next month or two to really kind of talk this thing through and make sure everybody's on the same page. So maybe they should have done that before they made the rule. <laughs> Just a thought, because well, by the look, way, the I, I get it though. I mean, they're, look, they're trying to make the game safer, you know. And Tony, hey, Tony is totally I'm against that. Totally, tired of making the game safer. Totally it's called that. football. Go play something else. Uh, I, I, I am in agreement with making the game safer. So, well, if I'm that's not, what it takes. I, it's let's football, do it. Jeff. Go play something no, else. No, I know. I, I, I get that, you know. But uh, I, I think there are ways that the game, the game can be changed. To still have it be the great game that it is, but to make it safer, and uh, because you uh, know what? anything anything that keeps the participation up, okay, and keeps people healthy, I'm all for. Yeah, well, I'm all for keep, uh, keeping making the game as safe as possible as long as it's still football. Next thing is we're getting ready to take away a kickoff and kickoff returns. I mean, let's just Which let's is just fine. line up. Fine. No, it's not fine. <laughs> Would it be? It's the most boring part of the game of football. Yeah, right until now. you take one to the house for yeah. a touchdown. Yeah, how many right. times do we see that this year? We've seen it sometimes before. <laughs> uh, well, we saw. You know, what we saw it is when the Rams did it against us and took it to the house on the open kickoff. Uh, yeah. That's when we saw it. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, so. That's another story. That's another story. No, no, no. You got to keep no specialties on it. The punt is a scrimmage from the twenty. Punting is not high speed collision. I mean, because people are you're you're pacing somebody. Kickoff is is that you've got you know two you know two teams that are thirty forty yards apart, and then you know ramping up the speed, and then you know that's when your collisions happen. But punting, no, that will never go out. All right. So here's the next question. The next change of rule the uh, the standard for a catch has changed. Hold on one more what? second before you go to that. I want to go back to this head, this head deal, and I, and I know we'll wait and see. But I just want to make sure the way it's written right now, Jeff, you understand that as a pulling guard so if I, or a tackle, if I was pulling on a trap and I did everything perfect, shoulder, bent knees, lead with my former shoulder to kick a guy out, but at the last second that defender moves six inches and now my head hits him first, that technically is a penalty. Yeah, and I'll stick with what I said. I think you're you're overreacting, and let's see what I'm the not. league says. Let's see what and, they say. It might have some we'll clarification before it, it because I think what you're talking about. I think 
can be misconstrued as that would be a penalty, but I don't think it will be a penalty. Well, the bottom line is we're now going to put more on the officials' plates and ask them to do more uh, judgment calls and make more questionable calls. And I mean, it's just too much. Well, I'm sure it'll be reviewable. Yeah, that's the problem. Well, that probably will not be reviewable. But I am glad that. Because the catch rule, well, the ejection which you brought should up, be reviewed. If you're going to start throwing well, guys well, out, well, they well, need to review. Before you go to the ejections, because after you're bringing up a whole ejections, you're bringing up a whole new topic. Because you have mentioned the catch rule, and to comment on the catch rule, it's going back to what it used to be. The way I understand it, okay. There's no, you know, there's no. I mean, if you make a football move two feet down, it's a catch. You know, whereas over the last couple of years, it had to be caught through the ground. Uh, you know, like the, the tight end Jesse James for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers. Yeah. That should have been a touchdown. And under the change, it was, it's now it would be considered a touchdown, as it should be. You know, the whole. So Des Bryant, by the way, uh, a couple of years ago. Calvin Johnson, you know, the, the, had one in the end zone years ago, and it was ruled not a touchdown because of whatever. I mean, now those are catches, and it should be those are are going to be catches. So I'm glad that they made that change. Back to the way it used to be. Yeah. What do you think of that football move part, Tony? Well, you're still going to get, you're still going to have questionable catches because now we're going to argue about what a football move is. I mean, that's just, and so I understand that it's going to clean it up somewhat, but it's still going to add controversy. Was that a football move? Did he, you know, what is that? What the football move constitute? Uh, what constitutes a football move? So, I mean, I, I agree. I think it's better, but there'll still be controversy. It's, yeah, it's never going to be perfect. It's yeah. never going to be perfect because it, there's still, you know, judgment it's that's going to be brought call. into the equation. That's, 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 yeah, that's part of football. You know, the, the one thing, though, that the whole catching through the ground, you know, because I think, I think what happened recently with all these rules changes with the, with the catch rule recently is if the ball was dropped, you know, then it was almost as if, if there was any – it could have been four steps after the receiver caught it, and then there's contact. The officials are like, uh, incomplete. You know, it's like if there's anything close that required a judgment, they said, no, it's just incomplete. Now, the guy could have taken three steps and did a twirly bird and got hit and then fumbled the ball. A twirly bird? Whatever. Whatever move. What is a twirly bird? And then it would have been ruled an incomplete pass. Is that a football move? Is the twirly bird a football move? Yes, it would be. You want to demonstrate for us? Uh, I don't have that grace anymore. (laughs) Anymore? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You had it before? I did. I used to do the twirly bird so. pass rush move on Vaselli and beat him every time. <laughs> I don't even know. What is a twirly bird? Can someone explain that to me? You don't know what a twirly bird is? So look this no, up. like a no ballerina. It's like a spin move. You know? Is it? Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't think that's what it is, but that's okay. I'm just making it up as I go. Sounds good. Twirly bird. But you've never heard of a twirly bird move? Can you please Google twirly bird? I don't want to on a work computer. No, I don't. Sorry. I can't do that. No, wait, wait a minute. Yeah, Let's I don't not know. get carried away. So I don't I'm know. not that category yeah. where your work computer would. Yeah, you know, all that. Anyway, red so. flag you. There you have it. Some of the rules changes. Uh, and by the way, the, now a, a designated member of the officiating department can instruct game officials to disqualify a player for a flagrant non-football act when a foul is called on the field for that act. So you're. What, so basically, if there's New York, a, New York can make a an ejection. If they penalize Gronk for the late hit on the guy. This they is can, the Rob Gronkowski rule. Right. Is, they can call I mean, him, throw him out. Or I mean, the Mike Evans you know, rule. If you know what the problem is? Well, I think Mike Evans did get kicked out of the game, by the way. But it was Rob Gronkowski. 
the problem is, is we are so react. We it's, we're such a reactive group in the NFL. It's like one thing happens, and let's create a new rule for it so that doesn't happen again. How about just recognizing the fact that Rob Gronkowski should have been thrown out of the game, regardless? Yeah, and, whether and the fix rule that going forward. Why he didn't get thrown out by the officials? Yeah, he should have been thrown out. I mean, it's so. Why do we now? I mean, it, I would like us to simplify the rule book instead of expanding it and making it more complex to make the game harder to officiate. No, I, I, I don't. I don't like when New York has more input in a game. I don't. You know, because I don't either. I, and, and here's why: because <clears throat> what you see on television, which is how they're watching it, that's their feed is not always representative of what has actually happened on the field. For the most part, you can see what's happened. But you you don't get the, an opportunity to, to also hear what may or may not have been said in the in the act of whatever it was. And so, you know, if if the officials are talking with New York about what was said and all that, then I think then then New, New York should offer maybe their opinion because they do anyway. But they shouldn't have the opportunity to just say, "Hey, throw number twelve out of the game for that," or you know, "Hey, eighty-seven, that that was ridiculous. Throw him out of the game." I don't think they should have that ability, you know, at all. I mean, and, you know, if if you want to put a camera in New York, okay, mm-hmm. and on whoever is going to be making those decisions, and and it's a camera that has audio, okay, to where you kind of have. You know, I guess what's what's the word I'm looking for? Some accountability from the New York office, because they you know they've got to have They're accountability. So they can't, not in some hidden room. They can't they right. can't operate under the cloak of secrecy, in my opinion. If you want to have a, a camera that has audio, and when they get involved, all of a sudden, bam, network pulls it up. Okay, talking to New York, and here's what's being said. Fine. Then allow New York to have the input. Come on. What are we creating? Reality TV shows? Yes. That's what it is. It's entertainment, Tony. Come on. We're playing football. Let the officials on the field make the calls. I agree with that. But I'm just saying that if New York has input in something like that, and even even the input that they have on on certain calls, I think that they should have a camera in New York and have audio. Let's understand why they're, they're making certain decisions in New York. Why not? We're going to take our time out. We'll come back. Okay. A new quarterback is on the roster for the Jacksonville Fight Jaguars. Fight on. Fight on, JP. Oh, gosh. That's how we roll. Of course. We saw this coming a mile and a half away. Check out Jack Hananiya's Audi Jacksonville on Blanding. You can lease a beautiful new A3 from just two twenty nine dollars a month. Head over today for details. We're off and running. It's Jaguars Thursday on Jaguars Radio. How do you become the best-selling SUV? You make it safe with driver assist technology. You make it smart with a hands-free liftgate. You make it for game day and every day. Helping you win at life. That's Ford, the number one SUV lineup in the U.S. over the last 27 years. 
See for yourself at your local Ford dealer. Based on 1990 through 2016 SUV cumulative sales total by manufacturer. Hidden gem at the beaches, the preserve at Ponte Vedra Lakes is a must-see. This is Lauren Brooks for DreamFinders Homes. Do not make a home buying decision without visiting this community. Located far enough off the beaten path for your privacy, but still close to dining and shopping. Starting in the mid-400s, you'll choose from six new coastal floor plans. The luxury outdoor patio with fire pit and grill is perfect for me. Affordable coastal living only from DreamFinders Homes. Search the preserve at Ponte Vedra Lakes today. Get your game on with Konica Minolta. Let us reshape and revolutionize your workplace of the future with our innovative ideas and solutions. No matter what size your business is, we'll coach you to enhance your productivity and bottom line. Visit us at reshapework.com. Add Konica Minolta to your team for the most productive season ever. 21-time nominated Grammy Award winner, Dwight Yoakam. Live in concert, April 8th, Daly's Place, with special guests, William Michael Morgan and Charles Esten. Tickets are on sale now. Buy tickets online at Ticketmaster.com. Dwight Yoakam's new Bluegrass album, Swimming Pools, Movie Stars, available now. Hi folks, Frank Frangie here for the best barbecue in town, that's Bono's. And now it's the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. All season long, you can get Bono's barbecue at six different locations in Everbank Field. You also get Bono's barbecue at 15 locations all around town with fast-friendly service, clean family restaurants, and that great, great taste of Bono's Barbecue. If you want great barbecue, you want Bono's. And remember this, if there ain't a pit, it ain't legit. That's Bono's. The Jaguars are on the clock as the 2018 NFL Draft approaches, and one lucky Jaguars fan will win the opportunity to announce a pick live on national television. Visit jaguars.com slash you make the pick to enter this year's sweepstakes presented by P&G. Draft the best live on NFL Network. Enjoy a VIP experience at the Jaguars' official draft party and win tickets to the first 2018 home game. Go to jaguars.com slash you make the pick and enter for your chance at this ultimate draft experience. Draft the best for your household by picking up Tide, Bounty, and Dawn available. Available at Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. He's getting better. He's improving. And that's the whole key. I mean, some of his, his best games were in the playoffs. You can't ask for a better circumstance. In other words, you, you set it up. You want to know how a guy performs in big games. Two of his best quarterback ratings were in those games. So we definitely feel that um, that he's a, a young player. He's played a lot of football, but he's making progress in his game. And um, and we just look forward to uh, to the continuance of that. There's Tom Coughlin earlier this week at the NFL annual meeting in Orlando at the Ritz-Carlton Grand Lakes. Jaguars Thursday continues. McGowan's AC is giving you a chance to get your electric bill paid for the entire 2018 season. Just guess the weekly order of opponents for the 2018 season. 
and you could win. Enter today at jaguars.com slash McGowans. And uh, you, th- you promised a pair of tickets with that. So. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> you did. Was that last week, right? I don't know. See, you don't even remember. I Joe, no last week? No, no Yeah, idea. last week. You promised a yeah, set of game tickets. Last week, Jeff, because I didn't hear it. I, yeah, exactly. It didn't happen. No, it, it, he it's totally not. screwed up, Tony, okay? And he's reading the read, and he's like, yeah, and you get tickets. And that wasn't what yeah, you were supposed to yeah, say. That's not yeah, what I was supposed to say. And no. I'm sitting there, and he's reading it, right, mm-hmm. Tony? And, and literally, he just gets done reading and states that they will pay <laughs> your electric bill. Well, reading oh, and comprehending right. are and different things. So he obviously is not is not exactly comprehending what you're saying. Right. I just read it. Was he drinking last week no. on the air? No. Uh, he might have. He had a no. cup. He's got one beside him right now too. It's green tea. But he he literally gets done with the, with the read like he just did there, and then says, "Yeah, that's pretty good. Get a pair of tickets." <laughs> I'm like, huh? What? Yeah. That, that so guy, I don't know. Whoever wins. Yeah, Contact I, your lawyer and demand no, that J.P. Shadrick no, gives you that. a set of tickets. Bad idea. Somebody, <laughs> sure somewhere. He did, he say, did he say Terra Suite tickets, too? No, I did not say I, that, no, Tony. I, I no. Think, yeah. And, Tony, you're not eligible. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> you're not eligible at all. So, uh, comments there from Tom Coughlin about Blake Bortles. So, we haven't heard Tom talk about Blake much, but the improvement was there. He got better as the playoffs went on, and... Uh, won a couple of playoff games for this team. Got the three-year deal to be back. He's a quarterback. Blake's the well, guy. I, I kind of, I kind of chuckled because you know Tom doesn't throw compliments around at all, you know. And I don't, I wouldn't even say that, you know, anything that he said there about Blake Bortles was was a compliment. He's just stating, you know, that he had some great numbers in the playoffs, but he also could have gone even farther back and talked about in the month of December he had Blake was fantastic, you know. But he didn't choose to do that. I mean, that's how Tom is. Tom is very slow to hand out compliments to any player until that player is no longer playing for him. And then he's going to praise That's him right. to no he, end. That's if you're Tony. On the roster, if you're on the roster, he throws, like, he throws around compliments like manhole, manhole covers. I mean, they just don't happen. I mean, now, it's just his style. Now, when you're not on the team or, or, he, or privately, now he'll have private conversations with people and, and give compliments, but in the media – and for the team out in front, he's going to be very careful what he says. Yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting, kind of how he does that. It's just like you know, it's like, oh, God. He, he, if he says something good, like he gets this cringe, like it hurts. Oh, I can't say that. It makes that's me feel doing. bad. But that's who he is. I mean, just, he's been like that from day one. <laughs> that's how he's wired. It's but, not right, or, and it's, it's not right or wrong. It's just. His personality. Yeah, and you know, the, here's the bottom line, though. You know, should he be thrilled with Blake Bortles? No. Should he be happy with the improvement that Blake Bortles showed this year? Yes. Should he? You know, yeah, after I this past, is, I think what he said is exactly accurate. That's how I would have said it, actually. Well, and I, He's I, a young I also, player played a lot of football, improved throughout the year last year, finished strong, and we see a. Uh, a player whose arrows pointing in the upward direction, and we signed him, and you know, we'll we'll see where it goes. But he he's progressing. Yeah, but I I don't get the impression that you know, pro- progressing and you know, the arrow is up. You know, for you know, using Tony words, not Tom's words, that you know, the Tom Coughlin or the organization feels like they can stop the search for finding a quarterback. I, I, I really believe this. I believe, and I haven't talked to anybody that's told me this, but I really believe that they're happy that Blake has improved. 
They believe that they can win with him as long as the parts around him are good. But they're going to continue to look for a, a true franchise quarterback, a guy that can put a team on his shoulders and, and you know, be an Aaron Rodgers, you know, or find a, a guy that's going to be, you know, top five quarterback in the league. I mean, you, you've got to continue to search for that. And if Blake becomes that, great. You know, but you, you, what you've seen so far, I don't think gives you any kind of, of confidence to say we're good. If you say that right so, now, yeah. I think at that position you're making a mistake. No, yeah, I think you're right, Jeff. And speaking of that, I, I mean, I've said all along, I think if the right guy falls, I could see him picking a quarterback in the first round. Um, have you have you watched any of these quarterback workouts? I watched a little bit of Lamar Jackson today. I didn't watch any of their workouts. I watched the film of about five of them so far. And, and to be honest with you, Tony, every one you watch, every one you watch, is got, is yeah, you know, and and I compare that to, you know, last year's quarterback class, and 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 you guys all know. I mean, I I, I said this last year that. Patrick Mahomes might be the greatest quarterback I ever watched college film on. And I didn't think he had a flaw. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up. Ever? Wait a minute. Did you I, just say, look, let, let me preface that by saying that, look, I, I'm not Bill Polian who's been around the league and has watched okay. college quarterback film for 30 years. I haven't done it. Better than Andrew, better than Andrew Luck. Yes. Arm, arm well, walks. Yes. You're crazy. Okay. You're crazy. That's fine. I mean, I don't care if you believe that or not. I'm just saying – since I've watched college quarterbacks, I will say this, Tony. He has been the most impressive quarterback that I have watched on college. Tape. Since he watched him, Tony, remember he's been on this train ever since, and he's been he's been I'm consistent, consistent. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to change what I'm not going to change my opinion based on how the wind's blowing, like you, Tony. I'm going to stick with what I say, okay? No, and if no, I'm no, wrong, no. I'm wrong. <laughs> but I'm just telling you what shot. I what that I believe, and shot. I will stay with that. That's not accurate. It's retaliation is what it was. Oh, my gosh. I mean, let's just, get Prisco I mean, on you. the phone and let's bring up how many times Baselli's opinion has changed. Hmm. You like to speak in hyperbole. Greatest punt runner returner ever. Greatest quarterback ever. I mean, so you have a tendency to kind of exaggerate, and that's okay. I like Patrick Mahomes. He's a nice quarterback. I think... To Jeff's point about this year's, I don't know why we're talking about Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> this year's group all has flaws and all has some upside that, to me at least, are intriguing. Who do you like the best? Um, okay, let me guess. Uh, Sam Darnold. He's, he's got I mean, I mean, small hands. I, I try. I try to take him out of it because of. I mean, because I'm biased. Oh no! Like, you got to keep him in there. Look, I mean, look. It's just because. Do you, I, you, you have I, to be a pro with, and put away your, your USC color glasses. I'd probably go with Josh, uh, Josh Allen or Sam Darnold. Okay. And Josh Allen's just intriguing because of the physical freak he is. Um, so it would probably be one of those two guys. I like Baker Mayfield because I think he brings some juice to it. I think he's uh, – and I actually, I actually like Lamar Jackson because – Watching him in college, I know his accuracy has been some issues, but his completion percentage last year was 59%, and I believe he had the highest drop percentage. I know he had the highest drop percentage of any of the top quarterbacks coming out. I think the average drop percentage was 7%. His was 12%. So 12% of the passes he threw, his receivers dropped. Mm -hmm. Um, And he still completed 59% of his 
balls this year. So I'm intrigued with Lamar Jackson because I think he's, I've watched him. He's a freaky athlete. Yeah, you wonder about some of the accuracy, but at times, man, he looks special. Uh, just to, I'm not saying I, I'm, I'm not if I take him in the first round, but I might. So he's you're saying Lamar Jackson's your favorite among the crop? Behind, no, right no, no, behind no, no. Allen and Darnold. Uh, let me think. I would probably make him four. Four. I think I'd go Darnold, Allen, Baker Mayfield, Lamar, ja- okay. uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, and the cat from UCLA. Rosen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, just to prove your point there about Lamar Jackson, Tony, remember the uh, Tax Slayer Bowl? He had four interceptions in that game. He also threw a touchdown a couple of touchdowns, and ran a 76-yard run before halftime. He's a freaky athlete yeah. now, man. He is special. Yeah, he's, he threw three, uh, three picks to one guy, by the way. That's okay. Yeah, three picks I mean, to one guy. It wasn't great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. Josh, and everyone talks about Josh Allen. He had bad numbers this year. Well, he was not a terrible. He had a great year last year. They had talent at Wyoming last year. This year they had no talent. And so, you know, I, I'm intrigued with him. I think Sam Donald's probably – I think he's the safest of the picks. Um, and Baker Mayfield, for whatever reason, just kind of intrigued me watching him play. I'm shocked yeah, you're not saying Sam Darnold's the greatest quarterback in the history of Southern Cal to come out and watch and film and all this. Like, Don, well, Don, Darnold's got a, you know, the, I think some, some of the people question his mechanics. Uh, and, look, I'm not a mechanics expert, but, he, you know, watching the film, he kind of reminds me a little bit of, of left which a little bit. He's kind of got that, that drop in his arm when he winds up and throws it a little bit. And he's got a and – and I've shown Joe this, and Joe, you probably remember what I was telling you. This, this When he throws, it, it, his head like is like twitching when he throws it. And, it, and it. and it almost gives you the impression you've got somebody who's trying to throw it so hard that they're using every body component that they have, and his head literally gets involved with the throw. And it's just it's just odd looking. So yeah. So I, Jeff, if you look at his throwing motion, I mean, I've watched a ton of them, and at times you're right; he can have a very long motion or he drops it. Other times it is so short and quick. And so what worries about what worries me about him is the inconsistent throwing motion he has, and will that lead to accuracy issues? Because I've seen it. I mean, you go, go watch the film. Tight, at times it is tight, and at other times it is long. No, you're right. And, that's exactly what I've seen. But when it, when it's long, it's long, you know, and guys have knocked it out. But I, I give, give him credit, too. He's a competitor. He's, oh, he's, he's athletic. Kid. I love him. Yeah, he's tough. and uh, He's big. Yeah. Big kid. Yeah, and he's, he, he definitely, you know. Now, uh, Allen is super athletic and big. And when he wants to throw the deep out, I mean, it's like, you know, there it is. It's a cannon. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes that cannon is like, you know, hey, look, uh, Josh, the, the, the zip code you're trying to achieve, okay, is this, because he's all over the map sometimes. But physically, you know, arm talent-wise, uh, he's got both tools now, so it wouldn't be surprised me if he's picked first overall just because he's so height, weight, athletic, arm strength. I mean, he's got all the things that you look for. And one final thought on Darnold here. I, I did like the fact that he decided to throw it as pro day in the rain instead of delaying yeah, it. That. that was pretty cool. Love that. Yeah. Oh, God. He did. That was, it was, why not? You know? No, it was very cool. They actually said, you want to go throw inside? He says, no, I'm going to have to play in the rain. I'll throw out in the rain. Especially in Cleveland. And, a, <laughs> and he, by the way, had a great pro day in the rain. Yeah. 
Hey, speaking of Southern Cal quarterbacks. I think, I think you guys also were the ones that were saying, you know that Johnny Manziel, he put on the helmets and the shoulder pads. Man. It was awesome. Never. No credit for Never that. Manziel, I was there. It was pretty good. Cool. That was actually a really good pro day, though. We were standing there watching it. It was all pretty right. cool. So, okay, you guys Three right balls there. hit the ground okay, Let's remember that. that one. He's had a bunch more pro days this year, too. Speaking of Southern Cal quarterbacks, Darnold, uh, how about Cody, Cody Kessler coming to the Jaguars for a conditional seventh-round pick in 2019? to the Cleveland Browns. Conditional seventh-round pick in yes. 2019. That's correct. That's a six-pack and a biscuit. So, Cody Kessler's here. Tony, what do you make of Cody Kessler? Well, first I'll say this is uh, the greatest backup quarterback in the history of the Jacksonville Jaguars is the USC product, Bob Johnson. Um, and okay. so if we can get that... If we can get that type of production out of Cody Kessler, I think it would be very good. Production, uh, you know, you mean, you mean what, what kind of value you would get for Cody yeah, Kessler? Because we got, we got Rob Fred Johnson, Taylor. you didn't have a whole lot of production out of Rob yeah. on the field. What do you mean? How, yes, many, how many games? He rushed for 12,000 yards, Jeff. Huh? Fred Taylor. Fred Taylor. No, 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 I know that. <laughs> but I'm just saying when you talked about Rob, you that's know, Rob wasn't, Rob like, production. highly productive. <laughs> he was highly productive as far as what you got in, in exchange for him. That's my point. Yes. Uh, Cody Kessler, you know, he was a third-round pick for the Browns. Probably, I mean, I think back then people thought he was probably a fourth or fifth rounder, probably drafted around high by uh, Browns at the time. Uh, good, I mean, he was a good college uh, football player. He does not have the strongest arm. Uh, very smart. He's uh, going to be good in the meeting room. He's a guy who can come in. Uh, finish a game and start a game for you if you have to. I mean, is he going to carry you? Is he going to take Blake Boyle's job? No. Um, but I think, you know, he's a, he's a solid, you know, he's a, a BD minus backup. Well, look, I want him to come in and compete. He's a young player, you know, that uh, has got an opportunity to come in here and learn and get better. I mean, you think, what, what round pick was Brunel? Brunel was a fourth rounder. Okay. Tom Coughlin traded for Mark Brunel, who was a fourth-round pick that was on the back end of the roster in Green Bay, and he turned into a great starting quarterback for this franchise. I'm not saying he's going to be Mark Brunel, but, I mean, look, Cleveland is a cluster fudge when it comes to quarterbacks and quarterbacks management. You're full of vocabulary. uh, You may end up having a nice, you know, find. Uh, because of the ineptitude of the Cleveland Browns, so you never know. Yeah, I actually, uh, Jeff, I, I I like it. I like the. I mean, he didn't give up anything. I think he's a talented player. I mean, the one question was his arm strength. Um, but you know, if you're smart and you throw on time, you don't have to have a super strong arm. Nope. I mean, his arm is strong enough. He was productive in college. Uh, he started in the league before, and I think he. I think there is upside with him. So I, I like the. I like what. I, I like what they did. It goes back to ask the question is, why didn't they keep Brandon Allen last year? Um, well, but, we don't have to ask that every show, do we? I mean, <laughs> it's done. That's what? It's gone. That ship has sailed, I, Tony. I, I actually brought that up just because I know that Jeff was thinking it as we were talking about backup quarterbacks. We both were. Yeah, right? you both think it. We all, both say all it every three of week. us were. Yeah. Well, we don't have to keep bringing it up. Could have saved. Could have saved. Could have, uh, but they didn't. Could have saved. Could have saved the company. Uh, uh, a seventh round pick. A swamp could have saved seventh round pick. And also could have saved 2.8, a little over 2.8 million. Yeah. I mean, 
But, but you know, I'm just trying to. Okay, well, you know what? It's look over. Look out for the organization. It's over. Right. He's he's I'm gone. Just saying he's gone. All right, we're going to come Has back. Chad signed, Has Chad signed anywhere yet? Kansas City. He Jeez. is the uh, backup to the greatest quarterback I've ever watched in college <laughs> film, and that's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I love it. We'll come back it. with more. We'll go around the National Football League in a little bit as well. PRI Productions, the official event production company of the Jags, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIproductions.com. Jaguars Thursday on Jaguars Radio. game on with Konica Minolta. Let us reshape and revolutionize your workplace of the future with our innovative ideas and solutions. No matter what size your business is, we'll coach you to enhance your productivity and bottom line. Visit us at reshapework.com. Add Konica Minolta to your team for the most productive season ever. become the official truck of the NFL? You make it tough with high-strength military-grade aluminum alloy. You make it smart with Pro Trailer Backup Assist. You make it for work. And the weekend, Ford F-Series, making tough jobs easier year after year. That's how you become America's best-selling truck 40 years straight. Score one at your local Ford dealer. At Everbank, we're defined by performance. It's not just lip service. We live it and bring it to you every day through our Yield Pledge promise, which guarantees your money will earn some of the most competitive yields around. And that promise is yours when you open a Yield Pledge checking or money market account. We do the legwork while your money performs. It's your money. Make the most of it. Stop by a local financial center or visit us online at everbank.com slash jaguars. The official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Everbank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC. It's Rick Blue. How do you like to get your electric bill paid for the entire 2018 Jaguars regular season? Well, my good friends at McGowan's have given you a chance. Guess the correct order of the Jaguars 2018 schedule and you could win. How cool is that? Enter today at McGowan'sAC.com and take your best guess from the Georgia border to Palm Coast. Get your AC done right with McGowan's, the official heating and air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. License number CMC1250075. You enjoy your privacy, and you need to protect your family and pets. <coughs> but you're still putting off having a fence installed around your home? Or did the company you called not get back to you on time? This fall, rely on Superior Fence and Rail. With over 400 reviews and a consistent A-plus rating, Superior Fence and Rail has a reputation for reliability. Superior Fence and Rail, where quality matters. SuperiorFenceAndRail.com The Jaguars are on the clock as the 2018 NFL Draft approaches, and one lucky Jaguars fan will win the opportunity to announce a pick live on national television. Visit jaguars.com slash you make the pick to enter this year's sweepstakes presented by P&G. Draft the best live on NFL Network. Enjoy a VIP experience at the Jaguars' official draft party and win tickets to the first 2018 home game. Go to jaguars.com slash you make the pick and enter for your chance at this ultimate draft experience. Draft the best for your household by picking up Tide, Bounty, and Dawn, available at Public where shopping is a pleasure.
And I think there were a lot of games we could have won. We just didn't have the people, and, uh, you know, cheering us on. The Seattle game, I think Tom Dugdale will tell you, if we didn't have the crowd pushing us on, uh, I mean, they put us over the edge. So uh, a key lesson for me is, I mean, I don't want to go back to when we don't have a home field advantage. That means no tarps. That means fans cheering the Jags on. Shot Khan discussing the, it was a simple question to him in the uh, media uh, assembly there. The, what do you think about the tarps being on? And it was a long, this is about half the answer that he had there. About uh, the mo- one of the most, if not the most important thing for the Jaguars in this offseason. Uh, to build some momentum and, and get things back to somewhat normal around here in terms of uh, fan support. The U.S. Women's National whoa, Team. Whoa, whoa, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, hold on. Let me interject there. Uh, get it back to normal when it comes to fan support. Yes. Uh, uh, let me just say this. Uh, fan support of this organization has been very good. This organization has not been very good on the field for a number of years. So uh, the fan support obviously will wane in a situation like that. So right. uh, this past year, it was amazing to yes. see how the crowd responded. Right. But uh, I, don't, I don't want it to seem or you to kind of paint a picture as if it was the fans' fault that, you no, know, that said. wasn't where it needed I, I to be. I think that's what he said, Jay, uh, Jeff. I think he blamed the fans. I, I think, think he said what it was. I think it kind of yeah, came off that way. Did it? I don't think it did. Yeah. You might have taken it yeah. that way. I'm just saying. Like, I think what I think what Sean said was outstanding. I think Jeff made a very clear point. Uh, you, JP, I think you blamed the fans. Well, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Can I read? Same. Can I read a U.S. soccer promo now? No, okay? not right now. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to the U.S. No. women's national team is coming back to Everbank Field. Come see the U.S. host Mexico in a friendly ahead of the World Cup qualifying Thursday, April 5th. Tickets and VIP access available at ussoccer.com. Thank okay, you. let's get back to the fan thing. Appreciate that. Yes, uh, I, I am excited. It's a big deal. Uh, but but here's the reality: the, the reality is that the stadium still is too big. I mean, t- just because the tarps are coming off doesn't change. That I mean, look, it would be it awesome. It, bigger. it would be incredible that if you know this market fills this stadium each week, it would be awesome. It would be amazing. Look, I, I can just tell you the, the feeling that I got in the playoff game that was unbelievable, was it not? I mean, just the the the, the electricity, the the towel, the white towels that were waving, and that atmosphere. I mean, that's what you'd like to have it be like for every home game, uh, not just a well, playoff. Jeff, game. I think what your point is is. Is regardless of tarps off on whatever, it's great, it's outstanding, and the fans have answered the call because of the improved play on the field. So, which you would expect. But if you look, if you looked at it, stadium size per capita of our, of the city of Jacksonville, and compared it to the rest of the NFL, it would tell you the stadium is too big. For this market, and, and I think what you're saying, Jeff, is if it was a little bit smaller, you could have that same atmosphere with, let's say, ten thousand people less in the house. Yes, but that same packed atmosphere where everything's filled and it's crazy. Yep, and and on a more regular basis. That's right. So, but I'm just looking if if everybody fills it up and it goes crazy, awesome. You know, but uh, you know, we'll see how so that year, ends We're going to be sixteen and zero this year in the regular season, so I think it'll be packed house. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. I can tell you that. Very exciting. 
Get the full comments from Jags owner Shad Khan available on jaguars.com. Also, Tom Coughlin and Doug Marone from their availabilities down in Orlando. You can check them out uh, right there. We're going to come back. And did they, by the way, did they tell you uh, who they were going to draft while they were there at the league meetings? No, I was not at the league meetings, though. Did they convey that message, though, no. to those that were there? Not that I know of. Okay. No. Hey, JP, was there any conversations with, uh, especially, I guess, with Shad about the New Jerseys? There was some questions about it, but he didn't give up much. He said, watch the state of the franchise in a couple of weeks uh, here at Everbank Field. And so that's April 19th, I believe, correct? That's, uh, the, yeah, the third week in April. Yes, that's correct. Uh, time to be announced. So a lot of people asked Tom Coughlin about it, too, because he, oh, had, he a had a hand in it. No. A hand? <laughs> yeah, he did. How about two? Yeah, hands. a couple of hands in it. Uh, so, so there you go. He had a lot of input in that. So check that out on jaguars.com. We'll go around the National Football League. When we return, check out Jack Hanania's Audi Jacksonville on Blanding. You can lease a beautiful new A3 from just two twenty nine dollars a month. Head over today for details. Jaguars Thursday continues after this on Jaguars Radio. Hi folks, Frank Frangie here for the best barbecue in town, that's Bono's. And now it's the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. All season long, you can get Bono's barbecue at six different locations in Everbank Field. You also get Bono's barbecue at 15 locations all around town with fast, friendly service, clean family restaurants, and that great, great taste of Bono's barbecue. If you want great barbecue, you want Bono's. And remember this, if there ain't a pit, it ain't legit. That's Bono. Hidden gem at the beaches, the preserve at Ponte Vedra Lakes is a must-see. This is Lauren Brooks for DreamFinders Homes. Do not make a home-buying decision without visiting this community. Located far enough off the beaten path for your privacy, but still close to dining and shopping. Starting in the mid-400s, you'll choose from six new coastal floor plans. The luxury outdoor patio with fire pit and grill is perfect for me. Affordable coastal living only from DreamFinders Homes. Search the preserve at Ponte Vedra Lakes today. It's Rick Ballou. How do you like to get your electric bill paid for the entire 2018 Jaguars regular season? Well, my good friends at McGowan's have given you a chance. Guess the correct order of the Jaguars 2018 schedule and you could win. How cool is that? Enter today at McGowan'sAC.com and take your best guess from the Georgia border to Palm Coast. Get your AC done right with McGowan's, the official heating and air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. License number CMC1250075. The Jaguars are on the clock as the 2018 NFL Draft approaches, and one lucky Jaguars fan will win the opportunity to announce a pick live on national television. Visit jaguars.com slash you make the pick to enter this year's sweepstakes presented by P&G. Draft the best live on NFL Network. Enjoy a VIP experience at the Jaguars' official draft party and win tickets to the first 2018 home game. Go to jaguars.com slash you make the pick and enter for your chance at this ultimate draft experience. Draft the best for your household by picking up Tide, Bounty, and Dawn, available at Public where shopping is a pleasure. At Steinmart, we love all the seasons, but football season may be our favorite, and we know our fellow Jaguars fans will agree. Whether you're looking for something for game day or every day, we have the brands you know at prices you'll love. We're honored to be a hometown company with six convenient locations in Jacksonville and proud to support our Jaguars. Visit us in-store or online at steinmart.com. Steinmart. Saving is a beautiful thing. 
It's coming. The Joy Unleashed Tour. With Skillet. And for King and Country. Two of your favorite groups together in one show. Friday, May 4th, 7 p.m. at Daly's Place in Jacksonville. Tickets and more information is available online at nextlevelproductions.com. The Joy Unleashed Tour. With Skillet. And for King and Country. Produced by Next Level Productions. Welcome back to the HananiahAutos.com studio. Jaguars Thursday continues right now. McGowan's AC is giving you a chance to get your electric bill paid and nothing more for the entire 2018 season. Just guess the weekly order of opponents for the 2018 season, and you could win a set of your electric bill Shedrick. paid for 2018. Enter today at Jaguars.com slash McGowan's to get your electric bill paid for 2018. So when are we doing our schedule prediction? Uh, the week uh, we didn't do it soon, like the first couple weeks of April, right? right? We have to. So yeah. Do, this is, remember the schedule. This we have, we back up from the draft. So the week before the draft, we do our mock draft, and the week before that, we do the schedule. So the twelfth, uh, April twelfth. Yep. Then we'll be doing okay. the scheduled guest show. You don't want to miss that one. Let me tell you, okay. that is some of the worst radio of the year. We it's should, we should. almost as bad as the mock draft night, yeah. by the way. The mock is terrible, too. So if you want to listen to really bad radio, tune in those two nights. Back yeah, to I back weeks. I don't know why we're doing that. Because I dominate all of them all, all the time. That's what we always do. I know. We do. I mean, That's what we do here. But like, we did it last year, yeah. and we almost went to the Super Bowl. We and we did it the now. year before that. And how many games were won? We were building towards the Super Bowl. Okay. okay. Gotcha. The crescendo yeah, is yeah, only yeah. beginning. Yeah, I got yes, you. I got that's you. right. I got uh, let's go around the National Football League and start off with Michael Bennett. Indicted on charges of injuring a 66-year-old paraplegic security guard at NRG Stadium after Super Bowl 51. The Eagles are standing by him after this. What do you make of all this? Well, I don't know if they're standing by him. That's I think what they that, said. Well, if they're... they're Standing by him, but they're also waiting for you know the legal things to take place, you know. And they did not. They were. They clearly stated too, Tony, that they were not aware of anything or any of this information prior to signing him uh, as a free agent. Okay, a couple things that we know. We know this happened not this past Super Bowl, the Super Bowl before, so fourteen months ago, basically. Uh. Two, you know, one of the things that I just don't see anything. Number two, he's innocent until proven guilty. We can't forget that. That's the main point I wanted to make is he's innocent. I mean, yes, he's been charged and he turned himself in, but he's still innocent. And just reading it, I don't know if he did it or not, but basically from what I've read, it sounds like it's a he said, she said, you know, that it's one word against the other. And it'll be interesting to see where this thing goes. Yeah, you think this the same Super, if it's in Houston, it's the same Super Bowl that Tom Brady got his jersey swiped, remember? Yeah. yeah. So, so what does that have, have to do with Michael They should have Bennett. cameras everywhere because they had them everywhere oh, for that. I got you. You'd think it might be on the camera. The thing is, I actually spent 15 minutes ta- on the field talking to Michael Bennett before that game. 
before the game. I wonder if that was post or pre. Uh, well, it happened supposedly, Tony, after the Patriots won. He was trying to rush the field to celebrate gotcha. or, you know, with his brother, you know, be happy for his brother or something like that. And and this security guard tried to keep him out, and he pushed his way past, et cetera. So, so we'll see. Who knows? It's uh, in progress. Uh, NFL teams apparently are having some trouble setting up meetings with Lamar Jackson. Mike Mayock reported that today at the Pro Day in Louisville. Uh, remember, Lamar Jackson does not have an agent. His mother is doing some of the representation for him. The Texans have already had a workout. He did not run the 40 today. But uh, according to Mike Mayock, some teams have had some issues with scheduling of Lamar Jackson. Yeah, it's not recommended that you know your mom handle your, your professional business unless she's qualified. If, if she's qualified, then absolutely she can handle that. But... I think what Mike, Mike Mayock is talking about there is that it's not going as smoothly as it would if he had an agent, and so, uh, I, I probably not this, good. Yes. I actually think I, I would, I'm fine with him not having an agent because you and I have talked about this. The, it's slotted. Everyone, I mean, the agent is doing you nothing for your contract. By the way, your rookie deal, it's slotted. Now, if you're an undrafted free agent. Maybe they can help you with the relationships and getting in. But if you're drafted, your pay is slotted based on where you're picked and off of last year. That's the first thing. But what I do think he needs to hire, if he's not going to hire an agent, hire a publicist or a personal assistant or just somebody who can manage your calendar and make sure you get to the meeting. That is critical. And you don't need an agent to do that. You just need someone organized. And make sure teams can set up meetings and workouts and everything else. And maybe his mom, you know, is handling all that. And, you know, look, maybe she's qualified. But I think what well, Mike Mayock is echoing is that, yeah, is that, you know, the job that she's doing is not good enough. Because teams are kind of frustrated that they haven't been able to set things up. So, you know, maybe he needs to look at having somebody else handle some of that. It's, it's, and if he wants to have his mother do his contract, I mean, Tony's right. The, the rookies, the, it's a slotting system, you know, and, and anybody that uh, has a, a general understanding of contracts could look at the contracts from last year and figure out what to do with the contract this year uh, based on what the percentage increase in the rookie pool is going to be. It's not that hard to do. You know, just yeah, take that percentage and, and apply to the contracts of last year. Jeff, either one of us could go represent any of these rookies uh, on their rookie deal. And the only thing that's added for the first-rounders is can you get offset language in there or not, and how much of their bonus is going to get paid, how soon. Right. That's why I say you just look at the contracts from from prior years and you would have an idea of how it needs to be. It wouldn't be that hard to do. And it's certainly not worth paying 3% of a a contract. So, you know, if a rookie's going to get – if he's going to make, you know, $10 million, 3% of $10 million, is that – are you getting that amount of work from an agent? No. Out of New York is Odell Beckham Jr. on the trading block. The Giants are not shopping him, allegedly, but they are keeping the lines open. They say they would have to be blown away. That, look, that applies trade. for every player. They want two first-rounders, J.P. It's not going to happen. No one's giving up two first-rounders for Odell Beckham. Give me a break. Yeah, especially, first- especially with some of the pictures that uh, have come out in reports recently about him and questions. Uh, I don't care if he was a choir boy, Jeff. They're not giving up two first-rounders because <laughs> then you're going to have to pay him $18 million a year. No way. Mm-hmm. 
Well, what did what did the Falcons give up to draft Julio Jones? About five picks, like the entire draft. Yeah, I mean it was crazy, but 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 the, not the well, the difference here, and Tony just alluded to that is you know you weren't paying Julio Jones. Eighteen million a year. You were paying him a rookie contract, which was I, I you know give two first rounders up then. Crazy. Yeah, five draft picks to uh, give up to uh, get Julio Jones. That was mm. the uh, pricey, pricey. Uh, yeah, but it's it's worked out pretty well in Atlanta. By the way, you, you brought up Michael Bennett. Let me go back to this. Okay. And Tony, I know you've been following it too. The Seattle Seahawks. If you're a Seattle Seahawks fan, you've got to be going. What are they doing? I mean, that team is going to be totally different this year. Offense, defense, I mean, the only thing that's going to be probably consistent is Russell Wilson. I mean, the the rest of it, totally different. Yeah, times change, apparently, and they change uh, very quickly in Seattle. The Texans and Jadavian Clowney are making progress towards an extension. He's headed to the final year of his rookie contract, the salary of $12.3 million this year. Now, Bortles and Evans have already signed extensions from that draft. Others that could, Khalil Mack, Taylor Lewan, Odell Beckham Jr., of course, and Aaron Donald could be they all up will. too. I mean, they're all great players. It's a great, very good draft. I mean, very good draft. I mean, look, all, all those guys, all those players, uh, excellent players. I mean, probably the one that's probably not as, as high of as level as everybody else is Blake Bortles. But, I mean, Khalil Mack, uh, Jadavian Clowney, Aaron Donald, I mean, they're all considered – uh, some of the best players at their position. So, I mean, yeah. great draft. What a difference well, a year. Who were the top five picks of that draft? I know uh, Clowney went one, Bortles went three. Who went, uh, Mari Cooper go two? Uh, or four or something like that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. We're going to pull it up and see. But, I mean, I'd, I'd love to so, see uh, that. Uh, Cleo Mack went, Cleo Mack went two. up there, too. He went four. Well, no, he was three, four, four. Stand by. We got it. We got Stand it. by Clowney, Greg Robinson, the offensive yeah, lineman to the Rams. Good. That was bad. Blake yeah. Bortles to the Jags, Sammy Watkins to the Bills, Khalil Mack Raiders, Jake Matthews Falcons, Mike Evans to the Bucks, Justin Gilbert, cornerback to the Browns, Anthony Barr to the Vikings. That's hmm. the top nine. Right? And Eric Ebron after that to the Lions. He's no longer in Detroit. Yeah, he was. He talked a Actually, good game. The top, the top ten wasn't great, if you look at it. No. Yeah. No, but the there was some, where was Aaron Donald at? And Lawan was 11. Ooh. Beckham was 12. Donald was 13. So those okay, now, three. now let's yeah. go all the way down to 29. Who, who was like 27, 28, 29? <laughs> Seriously. 27 was Dion Buchanan, a safety from Washington State for okay. the Cardinals. Kelvin Benjamin. Okay. Uh, Dominique Easley, Florida defensive tackle to the Patriots. Okay. Jimmy Ward to the Niners. Safety. Bradley Roby to the Broncos. Teddy Bridgewater to the Vikings, 32. Well, I'm just kind of curious because, you know, we, you know, the Jaguars are going to be drafting down there this year. You know, so, okay, well, what do they have to pick from? It's just going back and looking at that. Yeah, that's a few years ago. You know. Yeah, I know, but I know. But, I mean, you know what kind of a player they are now. I mean, there's been enough time to say, is that a good player or not? Hey, final thought around the NFL. Jim Kelly underwent 12 hours of surgery today to remove oral cancer and reconstruct his upper jaw. The doctors are calling it a success. They got the cancer out, lymph nodes from his neck as well. But extensive cut recovery coming. Expected to stay in the hospital for the next few weeks. I wish him the best. Yeah, uh, I, I wish him the best. the best. I think this is the, this is the third time he's had a surgery like this. They get it. It's, unfortunately, it's come back a few times. But uh, great 
if you've ever met Jim Kelly, one of the greatest guys. I mean, just all-around good guy. Uh, obviously a great football player, Hall of Famer, but just a really good guy. So thoughts and prayers out with him. Talked a lot of fish and hunting with Jim. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Hey, hey Tony, keep it between the lines, will you? Be safe. I'm trying to. Tony Baselli, Jeff Lagerman, Ashlyn Sullivan in tonight on the dot-com side. Joe Fortunato, I'm J.P. Shadrick. Thanks for listening. Jaguars Thursday on Jaguars Radio.